leaping ahead of the U.S. in approving Pfizer's vaccine. When it will begin rolling out abroad and who will get it first? And the question many are asking tonight, why is it taking longer here at home? Inside the first flight of the recertified Boeing 737 MAX, after two deadly crashes, the reaction from the victims' families. President Trump unleashing a pre-recorded 46-minute video filled with false claims about widespread voter fraud after his own attorney general said there's no evidence. Our Kristen Welker in the briefing room asking, does the president still have confidence in Bill Barr? The crackdown on emotional support animals on planes, which ones are still allowed to fly? And light it up, Al Roker and I take you top of the Rockefeller Christmas tree before tonight's big events. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Good evening. It was just two weeks ago tonight. We opened this broadcast with news the number of COVID deaths in this country had surpassed 250,000. Well, sadly, 23,000 more have died since then. And tonight, as we come on the air, the situation has only become more critical. COVID cases are growing. Hospital space is not. The White House Coronavirus Task Force issuing an exceptionally blunt warning to states today and telling some Americans to restrict their movements outside their homes. Miguel Almaguer has late details. Citing the current crisis unfolding at hospitals, testing sites, and morgues, the White House Coronavirus Task Force is now warning state leaders our nation is in a very dangerous place. Most difficult time in the public health history of this nation. Before we see February, uh, we could be close to 450,000 Americans who died from this virus. Unveiling this new hotspot map, draping the U.S. in deep red, in a bold move, authorities warn, if you are over 65 or have significant health conditions, you should not enter any indoor public spaces where anyone is unmasked. You should have groceries and medications delivered. Attention, please. It comes as hospitals nationwide are overwhelmed and increasingly understaffed with both COVID and non-COVID patients. NBC News given rare access inside DePaul Hospital in Missouri, where nearly every ICU bed is taken. Unfortunately, once they get to us, we're not seeing a lot that make it out of here. With more than 100 Americans diagnosed with COVID every minute, doctors say Thanksgiving travelers should assume they're infected. Today at LAX, NBC News given exclusive access inside the airport's new rapid testing laboratory before it opens next week. With L.A. County shattering COVID records, passengers simply walk up to the test site. After their swab, the samples are immediately processed in this lab. Results can come back prior to takeoff and perhaps before exposing other passengers. But ahead of Christmas, doctors are pleading with Americans to avoid travel, warning today's crisis may be just a glimpse of what's to come. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Let me bring in Dr. John Torres now. Dr. John, the CDC made a pretty important change, shortening their guidance on how long people have to quarantine. What do we know? Lester, this virus is still just as serious and just as deadly, but we've learned more about how it spreads, especially with someone not showing any symptoms. Now, if you've been exposed, the CDC is now saying you can quarantine for 10 days if you never develop symptoms, but you can shorten that time period with one key element, testing. If you get a negative COVID test, you only need to quarantine for seven days. But according to the new guidelines, that test does need to be negative and done on day five of quarantine or later. 
Lester. All right, Dr. John, thank you. By next week, people of the United Kingdom will become the first in the Western world to roll up their sleeves for mass inoculations against COVID-19. Richard Engel reports from London. The potential turning point millions have been waiting for. With approval this morning, people in the UK can start getting the Pfizer vaccine early next week. The first Western country to move from the trial phase to vaccinating the public. We've been waiting and hoping for the day when the searchlights of science would pick out our invisible enemy and give us the power to stop that enemy. Distribution is a challenge. The Pfizer vaccine requires a two-dose course, 21 days between shots, and it has to be stored at ultra-cold temperatures. So the rollout will begin in hospitals with cold storage. Advertising the over-80s. Next, the elderly in care homes. And after, it will go out in batches, descending by age group. The military will assist. Football stadiums, conference centers, and town halls are expected to become vaccination centers. By January, even local pharmacies here will be able to give the shots. This is the biggest and by far the most complex vaccination program in British history. The Pfizer vaccine was developed with the European company, BioNTech. I spoke to its inventor, Uyur Shahin. This is an extremely important and we, we are happy, relieved, and grateful that we are this milestone. How do you think history will remember you are embarking on now? It's the beginning of the end of the pandemic. Words we've longed to hear, now finally backed by action to make them so. Richard Engel, NBC News, London. This is Stephanie Gosk. With Pfizer's vaccine approved across the Atlantic, many are wondering why the FDA is taking longer. Savannah Guthrie spoke with Bill Gates to talk about the vaccine in an interview airing tomorrow on Today. When you saw that 90% plus effective rate in these first clinical trials, did your jaw drop? No, that was phenomenal. Uh, that was absolutely at the high end of expectations. and. The reduction of severe disease and the reduction of transmission, although we don't know those numbers exactly, it looks like those are also extremely good. The FDA will hold public hearings with the Vaccine Advisory Board on December 10th. I think FDA judged it important to provide that transparency around the review in order to shore public confidence around this process and around the ultimate product. Former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb, now a Pfizer board member, points out that the FDA also wanted to see two full months of safety data from clinical trials. And that's going to take a little bit longer, um, ultimately, and that's why the FDA process is moving a little bit more slowly. Authorization could be given by the end of the month, and doses will be shipped within hours. But in some places, there remain concerns about distribution and storage, especially with Pfizer's vaccine, which requires those subarctic temperatures. There only about 10 different hospitals in the entire state that have that capability. Todd Willard's healthcare company in rural Kansas operates two hospitals, seven clinics, and two nursing homes. None of his facilities can store the vaccine. He worked staffing. Of all of the patients that we have, but at the same time, I've got to make sure that they're getting the vaccine. With hospitalizations growing, it's a concern. You should. frontline healthcare workers off the front lines twice and they could be out of work even longer with possible side effects. 
yet another challenge for hospitals that are already stretched too thin, Lester. All right, Stephanie Gostin, I thank you. A big step today for Boeing's troubled 737 American Airlines took journalists on a demonstration flight to show that the updated plane is safe. But can the public be convinced? NBC's Tom Costello was on today's flight. At the American Airlines maintenance base in Tulsa, a round-the-clock push to get the 737 MAX ready for flight. The plane's unprecedented 20-month global grounding followed two fatal crashes that killed 346 people in Indonesia and Ethiopia. Now a critical software upgrade to the MCAS system at the center of both crashes. The whole process takes about six hours to get the entire software upgrade process complete. Today, we were on the first American MAX flight to carry non-employee passengers. An uneventful flight from Dallas to Tulsa as every carrier works to rebuild passenger confidence in the plane. America has 24 MAXs, 76 more on order. With profits squeezed by the pandemic, the airline is anxious to get the MAX flying again. Eric Olin runs American's Tulsa Maintenance Base. A year ago, you told me you would put your own family on this plane. Are they flying on the plane? Absolutely. They've flown on the airplane. We're proud of this airplane. I flew on the airplane last night. My daughter will fly on the airplane next week. Americans' first paying passengers on the MAX will begin flying later this month. Flight 718 between Miami and New York starting December 29th. American, United, and Southwest will all gradually phase the MAX into their daily schedules next year. But today, the families of the Ethiopian crash victims called this demonstration flight a media stunt, writing... Passengers should avoid this aircraft because others are safer. Really, from the pandemic and the collapse in passenger volume, the airlines are hoping the MAX's return will give them firmer financial ground. The big question, will the MAX's troubled history cause airline passengers to choose another plane? Passengers will be told in advance if they're booked on a MAX, and if they're not comfortable, they can change their flight without penalty. Lester? Tom Costello tonight, thanks. More than four weeks after the election, still no concession from President Trump. Instead, more defiance, even as his attorney general disagrees with the president's unproven claims of widespread fraud. We get more from Kristen Welker. In a 46-minute video shot by the White House and without press in the room, the president doubling down on his unsubstantiated claims of widespread voter fraud. The mail-in voting scam is the latest part of their four-year effort to overturn the results of the 2016 election. And it's been like living in hell. It comes just a day after his own attorney general broke with the president. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany pressed by NBC News. Do you still have confidence in Bill Barr? The president, if he has any personnel announcements, will be the first to know it. The White House is also downplaying reports. The president is increasingly focused on pardons. Multiple sources familiar with the matter say the president has discussed possible preemptive pardons, which are legal, for some of his adult children and other close associates, like Rudy Giuliani, who has denied having such discussions. I've heard no mention um, of any pardons um, in any conversations I've had in the White House. Also looming large, court documents showing federal investigators are looking into whether someone offered a substantial political contribution in exchange for a presidential pardon. And while it is not clear who is involved, since those documents are heavily redacted, the Justice Department saying the probe has never involved any government officials. The president has called the whole thing fake news, and overnight at a White House Christmas party, looked to the future. For the amazing four years, the president 
announces bid for re-election on the same day as Joe Biden's inauguration. Kristen Welker, NBC News, the White House. This is Peter Alexander in Wilmington, Delaware. Tens of millions of Americans still in dire straits, relying on the generosity of others to survive. The images are no longer new, but the pain is growing. President-elect Biden today emphasizing the urgency for action, hearing from those impacted by the convergence of crises, the pandemic, and the economy. My hope is that we'll be able to help in a short order, but that depends a lot on our friends in Congress from the other side. Nearly 7 million households facing the possibility of eviction, 20 million Americans receiving unemployment benefits, and more than 50 million could go hungry. Here in Wilmington, Tim Pavlicek, the owner of Kavanaugh's Restaurant for 30 years, has already laid off more than half his staff, with business down 60%. Without some more help, it may not be very long for a lot of us. How long can he hold out? I can go another six months, but I really don't know after that. Pavlicek just picked up a second job loading boxes for FedEx, like so many others, desperate for relief. Peter Alexander, NBC News, Wilmington. In California, high winds are prompting new warnings of late-season fire dangers. Steve Patterson reports many are still waiting for federal money to rebuild after years of wildfire destruction. It is the worst wildfire season in California history, and the alarm is still sounding. Tonight, the National Weather Service issuing new red flag warnings for millions of Southern California residents, predicting gusts up to 70 miles an hour. The warning comes as many wildfire victims from years past are still waiting on relief. California received more than $1.3 billion in federal aid after thousands of homes were leveled during the devastating wildfires in 2017 and 2018. But with funding tangled in a bureaucratic red tape, most homeowners are still waiting to see a single cent to help them rebuild, according to state records. The 2017 Tubbs fire leveled 80-year-old Linda Adrian's Santa Rosa home. Three years later, she's still in temporary housing, isolated in a small space. I don't know what to do. I'm angry, but I'm also extremely frustrated. And then I'm really depressed because I'm sitting here by myself. I don't have anybody to talk to. A generation of wildfire refugees left out in the cold, waiting to find a way back home. Steve Patterson, NBC News. There is a major change coming to the airline. Sam Brock with a crackdown on pets. Tonight, the Department of Transportation showing not just bark, but also bite. Limiting service animals on planes to just a dog that is individually trained for a person with a disability. Emotional support animals no longer qualify, except trained dogs helping passengers with conditions like anxiety or PTSD. There's a lot of people who have uh, intellectual or developmental disabilities that these animals can really benefit. Eric Lips group Open Doors advocates for people traveling with disabilities, but also found rampant fraud with a system allowing just about anyone in healthcare to grant emotional support status. There were some that were writing thousands of letters a month uh, and to multiple airlines, and there's just very difficult to treat that many people in a month. The Flight Attendants Union has watched it all unfold. Flight attendants were hurt, other passengers were hurt, uh, bit by animals, or creating chaos in the cabin. Now, after 15,000 public comments and a year of fine-tuning, a crackdown on pets and planes. Sam Brock, NBC News. In 60 seconds, with the holiday crush, new restrictions on shipping, what they mean for your gifts.